Good evening, listeners, and welcome along to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, November the 17th, 2023. So on this week's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend's hurling action, of course, Kildangan up against Clan Lara on Sunday in the Munster Senior Hurling Semi-Final. Also, Ballina Hincher in a provincial action this weekend. We're going to be looking ahead to both of those games. We also, of course, will be looking ahead to Drum and Inch there in the Senior Camogie Munster Semi-Final as well. We're also going to be catching up with Nina Ormond, who were recently just uh, called the Munster uh, Senior Club of the Year, the Munster Rugby Senior Club of the Year. We're going to be talking to John Long about that and their upcoming weekend and how good they've been so far this year. Five wins from five there. And of course, Barry Drake will have our weekly Greyhound update towards the end of the show. So all that and more for the next uh, 50 minutes or so. So let's get started. I said we would be talking about that Kiladangan and Clonlara match. That is, of course, Sunday at two o'clock in Sample Stadium. It's live here on Tip FM with thanks to Irish Computers in Nina. And I'm delighted to say to talk about that game, I'm joined on the line by Kiladangan manager John O'Mara. John, you're welcome to the show. Thanks, Paul. John, I suppose uh, it's been three weeks by the time Sunday comes around um, that you've had to prepare for this game and maybe recover from the uh, county final replay. How has the last kind of couple of weeks been and uh, was it hard getting lads maybe back to training and things like that after after the county final? Uh, no, not really, Paul. Uh, like we, we, give lads, we give lads a couple of days off, obviously, after the final and... Um you know, it's important to celebrate these things. They don't come around. Um, they don't come around that often. And um, you know, we 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 give them a week off and back to training the the, the weekend and after the final. And um, we'll say we've had two great weeks of training since. Um, you know, let's got back at it straight away. Um, you know, and obviously now really looking forward to um, Sunday and the the challenge that that presents to us. And from being around the club, um, is, what's the kind of the kind of uh, motivate not motivation, I suppose, but the kind of feeling around the club about heading into a Munster Championship? Because as we mentioned before, not being able to do it in 2020 during because of COVID, I'm sure our players may be looking forward for a chance at this, and maybe everyone around the parish kind of looking forward to this new new challenge, as you put it. Yeah, like it's it's it, it's a new competition, you know, obviously. At the start of every year, every team's objective is to win, is to win their own club championship. But, you know, and, and we've been lucky enough to, to have done that. And now it's like it's full focus on the the, the Clonlara on the weekend and, and and the the next competition. And you know, everyone's just really looking forward to it. Like, there's a great atmosphere around the the club and there's a great atmosphere around the team. And let's just ready on to go for um, Sunday. And while the players themselves mightn't have too much experience uh, or any experience in the Munster Club Hurling Championship, you yourself have uh, quite a lot of experience with Six Mile Bridge down through the years um, uh, in your previous managerial roles and things like that. So what what have you been kind of passing on to the players or what is maybe the difference of playing county championship compared to Munster like or what have you learned from from being in those uh, Munster campaigns about about what's different like to in it and what you kind of need to do as a team to, to prepare for these? Yeah, I think the group, like the, the group themselves, are experienced enough. You know, they may not have played in the Munster Club Championship before, but they've played in numerous, um, you know, uh, t- important games down through the years. And you know, this is no different. Like it's just another match. Obviously, um, you know, it's a Munster competition. They're representing Tipperary, and that's something that they want to do, um, and they want to do well. Um, but you know, it's 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 just another match, Paul. Like, and it's about just you know, we're looking to try and get our best performance of the year. Um, out of ourselves on, on, on Sunday and you know the experience that the lads have got 
over the years competing in the business into the championship in Tipperary has been well prepared for that on Sunday and like each day we've gone out this year it's about can we be better than the previous day and you know we know that um, you know our performance again um, Turles in, in the replay like that won't be good enough on, on Sunday you know taking on the clear champions and we're looking for an incremental uplift on that performance and, and that's what we've been um, training towards and striving towards over the last two weeks yeah, and uh, like you kind of hear often discourse about Munster um, championships and provincial championships in general that teams maybe play with a, a little bit more freedom or the, kind of the shackles are off because maybe your your main goal was to win the county championship and uh, this is maybe a bonus thing. Is that something you've experienced? Is that is that true? Is that how it actually is? Or, or what's your kind of opinion on that? Um, I, I, I don't buy any bonus territory or anything like that, to be quite honest with you. Like it is... Mm. Um, you know, there's only a number of competitions available um, to club hurlers across, across the country every year uh, to play in this competition. You know, we had to win Tipperary, which which we did, and for Clonlara, they had to win Clare. Um, you know, and it's it's the best in each county against each other. Um, you know, and it it is like it's a huge opportunity um, for our lads. You know, they're at home um, in front of the the, the Tipperary people. Um, you know, with a big challenge coming from from, from Clare and like you know our as i said our, our full um focus is literally to try and get uh, be the best we can be on sunday and try and get the best performance out of ourselves yeah, and you mentioned uh, trying to maybe incrementally improve on the performance against Thurlis the last day. I suppose if you were to be critical of your side against Thurlis that day was uh, the wide count. I think it was up around 17 on the day. Just in general, is that something that like you can't really, or can you go away to the training ground and just work on shooting or something like this? Or is that something that you can amend? Or is that just, it's a, it's the way it went on the day and it could be a completely different story come Sunday? I think to be honest, we we had a lot. Like it's well documented, right? We had a lot in the in, in the replay in Carlos. You know, in three of our games this year, you know, we've been in single digits. So we have it's it's it, it was exceptionally high. You know, was it something that we didn't we certainly didn't go out to shoot seventeen wides, and it's it's not something we'd like to do again. You know, but in saying that, you know, with, with the way the game went, and like we do encourage lads to take on the shots, and we will be doing that again on Sunday. Um, you know. Obviously, um, you know we're hoping it'll be reduced down for Sunday. We won't have a repeat, but look, it's it's about like it's it's part and parcel of the game. Um, so it is, and you know it's it's just the way it went on the in, on the day and on, on the replay. Yeah, and I suppose you're you're kind of a team that creates quite a lot of of shooting opportunities. So maybe the wide count might be a little bit higher than maybe some other teams. But um, just on the team itself, uh, injuries wise, how are you looking? Uh, Willie Connors has kind of been on and off uh, injured the, throughout the year but how's he at the minute and uh, the rest of the squad will you have a kind of full deck to pick from here on Sunday yeah probably for the first time this year um, we, we, we've we've um, let's come out of the county final um, great like obviously you'd have your you have your normal couple of um, you know tweaks and niggles this time of the year you know with the change in ground and that and obviously you know the the, the Turles game was a bruising encounter, and it took lads a good few days to to recover um, from it. But but in general, like we have a full hand to uh, pick from, um, you know, no serious injuries, um, and and you know, obviously the big plus is, um, you know, Willie, who we've been managing his workload all year, um, 
that came through the replay um, with flying colours, and uh, you know everyone is just um, rare, fit and raring to go for um, for uh, for Sunday. Yeah, very very positive to hear that. And just finally, uh, Conlara themselves, um, I was able to watch back their their final against Crosheen. Um, what what have you made of them? Of course, you're you're a Clare man yourself, so you probably uh, have an idea of the the Clare hurling scene um, more than most. But this Clare team, what do you kind of see as as their their strengths and uh, something you need to be looking out for here come Sunday? Yeah, I, Clannara are a very good team, Paul. Um, I think I mentioned that to you um, on, on, on the day in the replay in Turles. Um, you know, they they were um, they won a good player championship this year and they were by far the best team in it. Um, you know, they have a lot of experience through the team. Obviously, they have the household names that we all know about in, in John um, Conlon and, and, and the two Galvins, but um, like a huge amount of their players, um, you know, would have played county uh, minor and under twenty one, and even some of them would have played, would have played senior. Um, they, they've been at the business end of the the, the championship, um, you know, knocking on the door um, for a long number of years since they made their breakthrough. You know, I think it was the nine semi finals or between semi finals and finals in a row. You know, they were in. Um, you know, they, they, they struggled to um, to get over the line, but they got over the line this year. And even from a long way out, um, you know, there would have been a lot of people's um, pick to, to, to win player, um, you know, with the manner um, of how they were going about their um, business. Um, like they do present um, a massive challenge um, to us on Sunday. Like I think there's a lot of similarities uh, between both teams, actually. Um, you know, if you look, if you look down through them and, um, it's going to be a very, very close encounter. Um, you know, we're 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 obviously um, you know striving to get that performance that I spoke about, and um, like we're confident that if we can get that out of ourselves, we'll be there thereabouts. And you know, if it's good enough, great, and if it's not, so be it. Yeah, so that's uh, very much something to look forward to this Sunday, John. We wish you the very best luck, and uh, hopefully, when I'm talking to you next, we're, we're looking forward to a monster final. Uh, that's the aim, anyway, Paul. Thanks a million. Kildangan manager John O'Mara joining us there looking ahead to Sunday's game. We're going to continue our hurling talk now and I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Enda Tracy of the Tipperary Star. Enda, you're welcome back to the show. Enda, we've, uh, we're down to the Munster Championship stage of the season now and it's uh, Kildangan, the Tipperary representatives going in here on Sunday at home, Munster semi-final to Clonlara of Clare. Um, if we just compare it to maybe Killer One last year, they had a one week not even rest. They had one week back after an, after their win in the championship, going straight into uh, Walsh Park to play Bally Gunner in a quarter final. So Killadangan have benefited from the the draw this time in terms of they're in a semi final, they're at home, and they've had a three week build up to it. So in from that sense, it's nearly an ideal kind of lead in here for Killadangan. Yeah, it couldn't work out any better, Paul. Really, and. Um... You know, aside from Killer One last year, who'd won the first county in a long time, and celebrations were in overdrive after that, and they weren't really too too bothered by what happened a month after. But Killadangan won their first county final in 2020, and you know they would have been disappointed if they didn't get a rattle at Munster representing Tip that time. So look, they'll be well focused, and you know you just can't take these these matches for granted. You don't know when you're going to be back in this competition, so. I'd say they'll be really hoping to put up a big impression in this. And as you said, the draw couldn't work out any better. Um, you're avoiding the big hitters in Ballygunner and the Pearshick first day out and one match and you're into a Munster final if you can get a performance together. So they'll be licking their lips. Yeah, and while they have benefited from avoiding the likes of Pearshick and, and Ballygunner, uh, I watched back this uh, the Clare County final, just have a look at Clan Lara. And, you know, we all know that 
the names now of John Conlon, who's just won his second All-Star there um, earlier in the week, and the likes of the Galvins. But Ian Galvin in a full forward seems to be really influential in terms of when he gets the ball. He's so quick and low centre of gravity, and when he, t- he just looks to turn um, the fullback straight away. So if it's going to be James Quigley picking him up, it's going to be a, a d- difficult test in there in the full-back line. Yeah, and Ian Galvin's a really underrated player, Paul. You know, at inter-county level, maybe his size counts against him, and that can be he can go out of games at different times because of his size. But there's no doubt in his first touch and his his scoring ability. Like he's he's an unreal striker of the ball, and any time he gets near the goals with the ball, there's generally a point or a goal coming from it. So, you know, his his brother Callum's playing well this year. Obviously, have John Conlon there, um, a few lads not on the clear panels likes of um. Uh, Aidan Moriarty's playing really well there in the O'Brien chap in the half forward line. So, look, they, they've got good players and they're well organised. You know, they've had kind of the same management group for the last two or three years uh, and they've been slowly building to it. Won the senior being Clare last year and, you know, they've had a really good year this year. They're really impressed in all their matches. So, you know, they, they've got plenty of ability there and they'll be, they'll be a tough opposition because the Clare teams, in fairness to them, whenever they get into Munster, they tend to do really well. Um, We've seen Ballier getting their run up a few years ago, and we've seen over the years Clare teams tend to tend to play fairly well in Munster. In fairness to them, so you know it's not going to be easy. And playing any counties, county champions, there's going to be confidence on that side as well. So you know it should be make, should make for a good match if the weather holds up. Yeah, and yeah, I think it is to, to uh, as far as I as far as I know. But um, do you think like Kildangan are going in here as favourites? Would you see them as favourites? Do you think they're going to come away with this and be into a Munster final? Yeah, I do see them as favourites. I've seen Clare live a few times myself this year. Um, extremely well organised team, good hurlers around the ter- around the park. But I think I think Kildangan have that bit more quality. Um, you know, they just have a round, really rounded team. You know, um, the backs are very strong. You know, they're not conceding a whole pile. And Clare, in fairness to them, they create a lot of goal chances in that county final and, and didn't take them. I don't think they'll be given as many opportunities. Um, Kildangan are just that bit cuter and you know, despite only winning their second county final, their team, they have so much experience playing the big games and you know, I think they'll want this a bit more than Clonlara, so I think I, I fancy Kildangan to get the job done, but I, I don't see it being an easy game for him. Yeah, no, really really looking forward to it. And just on John Conlon, um, even in that county final, he's so influential around the middle of the field for Clonlara and so good in around rooks and things like that, so strong. Would you be just pinning someone on him or what way do you think Kildangan might go about that? Uh, Kildangan don't really... <laughs> the matchups aren't a thing with Kildangan. I think there's a disaster going on in the game. I don't think they start out to um, to pick up any player in particular. They have such confidence in the players they have around the pitch. Um, to be honest with you, the further away from goal, John Conlon is at club level, I think, the better. Um, you know, because he's, even though he's playing centre-back for Clare Seniors for the last few years, you know, in full forward there for a few years, he was he was a deadly player. Um, but I think their their focus is getting space for Ian Gallivan inside, and that's that's kind of where Conlon comes into winning ball in the middle of the field and putting the ball in. So I don't I don't think they'll have anyone in particular picking them up because Kildangan will just go about their own game and see what happens in mid game then. Yeah, and that's um, that game's on at two o'clock on Sunday at live on Tip FM with thanks to Irish Computers in Nina. But whoever does win this game at two o'clock, I'm sure they'll be straight into the dressing room and straight to the to nearest TV they can find because at four o'clock it's uh, Napiersig versus Bally Gunner. Um, Bally Gunner are, are 
especially now that Ballyhill Shamrocks are gone out of it, I'd say they're many many people's favourites and even heavy favourites to win the All Ireland. Never mind a, a Munster Championship. But um, this game on on Sunday at four o'clock, how do you see this going? Is Bally Gunner surely the the team to beat in the country at the minute? Yeah, they're they're savage. I I I've been watching and watching a few reviews of their games, and there's that question's cropped up: Would they hold their own in the uh, in the inter county championship? And like they're getting to that stage now, where they're becoming a bit of a super club. You know, their second team won the county final last year. You know, they've just so much quality coming through, ridiculous numbers underage. But on top of that, they have a group of players there that have been going for the last ten years, um, getting to the business end of championships. Um, is that have they won ten nine or ten in their own? I think Watford? it's ten, yeah. Yeah, so basically, like they can, you know, I know they probably wouldn't say it to the people in public, but they can basically time their run, get into a county final, and then they know they're, they're going to be in Munster, and they're they're just a really, they're a really experienced team, and they know how to get it done every year, and they they you know they can build into the Munster and All Ireland championships, and as you say with Belly Hale gone. It's really hard to look past Ballygunner. Um, I know these two teams played last year and uh, they pulled away in the last 10 or 15 minutes in what was a tight enough game for the most part. But um, you'd have to imagine that Ballygunner still, they've still got another level to go to, I think, with the team that they have. Um, and much like Kildangan and Tipperary in terms of all Ireland, Ballygunner probably have underachieved with the players they have. So, you know, I, I, I'd imagine Ballygunner should win that game. Um, I wasn't that impressed with Nipirshig in the in the Limerick Championship. You know, took penalties to get over a few games and stuff like that. Mm. So, you know, they're not the team they were. You know, Nipirshig in the last ten years, maybe they had stronger teams going down the line. But I think I think Ballygunner are going to be too strong for them. Yeah, so that would be an interesting one come Sunday at four o'clock. But um, on Saturday at half past one, then Ballinahinsha venture into the Munster Championship. Uh, their Tipperary's representatives in the Junior Championship, and they're going down to Parky Rin at half past one on Saturday to play St. Catherine's of Cork. Um, Catherine's of Cork, as far as I know, aren't the uh, the Junior Champions in uh, Cork, but they were nominated. But they've already played in the Munster Championship. They won a quarter final against Ardmore of Watford at two sixteen to one eleven a couple of weeks ago. So Ballinahinch probably up against it a bit here in terms of probably out of match practice and going in against the team that have already played around in the competition. Yeah, it's really difficult for them. Um, you know, they've been so disappointed after after the county final lost to penalty. Not only the loss, but they, they just didn't play as well as they could have on the day. Um, you know, they, since getting relegated last year, everything would have been in getting straight back up because the longer you stay in the grade, the harder it is to get out of it. So they've been savagely disappointed and, and playing in Munster. To be honest, I'd say it's the last thing they wanted. Look, they're there now, and obviously they're going to take it seriously, but... Um, you know, preparations were surely very difficult, as you say. It's hard to get players motivated after the goal, but now all year to win a county final, and now you have to go and play in Munster. And um, you know, I don't know how it works. But if you win a Munster in All Ireland, would you still be junior next year? It, it sounds a bit crazy. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. After winning your count, not winning your county final, but um, look, Catherine's as you say, are in the same boat. Um, to be fair, I think they'd be a bit more aggrieved. I think they lost the county final to um, Aaron's own. Who had Robbie O'Flynn playing? Uh, That's right. So it was a bit, it was a bit crazy to be honest. It kind of skewed the result there, I think. But um, you know, Cork tend to throw up good junior and intermediate teams at the grades and fairness to them. So you know, we don't really have many foreign lines to go to between the two teams. You know, the different championships have different structures, and you can be playing a team ranked 17th in the county or 33rd. You know the way it works out. But mm. um, you know, there, there's nothing to lose going into it at the same time. But 
you know, it's hard to call it for them. But it'd be nice to see them get into a monster final if they can if they can get a performance together. Yeah, yeah, and we wish them all the, the very best of luck. Uh, Ballon Hinch there heading down to Porky Rin at half past one on Saturday. Just before I let you go, Enda, um, we've had a lot of success kind of in the last, well, over the last year, but in the last kind of week or so, particularly in schools hurling around the county. I think four of the five Tipperary Harty Cup teams are into the knockout stages. And last Friday, uh, Nina CBS had a, a Dean Ryan Cup final win for the first time in the in the school's history. So, um, just a word on the underage uh, in in Tipperary at the minute. It seems to be in a, in a pretty good place. Very good place, Paul. Yeah, I've seen the under seventeen. I was at it actually in Kilmallock. Um, you know, a really good team. Obviously, we know a lot of these young lads in our tip. Um, a lot of good players, and not only that, there was a serious spread of clubs in that Nina CBS team. So it was good to see them see them winning that first ever Dean Ryan. But as you say, like underage, we're we're in pretty rude health. Maybe people wouldn't realise and we're a fairly pessimistic county when it comes to our fortunes when things aren't going well. But, you know, we, we won the under-15 this year. We I know the replay at under-16 wasn't the proper competition, but I think we beat we beat Kilkenny in the both of those. Um, Tony Forrester won last year. Um, you know, we've, we've got good players coming through and we're not long off of winning an All-Ireland minor. And so our under twenty should be fairly strong next year and the year after. So, you know, the, the the team's going well in the Hearty Cup as well. In particular, you know, I know they didn't get out of the group and they were unlucky, Carrick and Shore. Yesterday, they were unlucky to come up short. They just drew their match at the end there. But I seen them the first day um, inside Limerick um, in UL. I can't remember who they were playing. I think it was Castle Dry College. But mm-hmm. that was their first year up and uh, they competed really strongly. Uh, Nina into quarterfinal. Turles, very strong team this year. Cashel, Rain and Champions, Our Ladies. And drew a cash yesterday, or only lost by a couple of points. I finished second in the groups that are true as well. So, you know, I think we have the best represented group of schools in the last 12. I'm open to correction on that. Maybe there's four court schools. So, you know, we're going really well. Um, you can't do more than that's been done underage. And in fairness, there's a, a lot about Limerick structures and how they've built their senior team from the ground up. But I think we're doing a lot of things right in tip at the minute as well. So, you know, it's exciting and it's, it's good to see that progress. Yeah, and long, long may it continue. But um, yeah. we'll leave it at that for for this evening. Uh, and uh, thanks for joining us on the show. No problem, Paul. And many thanks to Enda Tracy there joining us speaking on the weekend's hurling and we were having a conversation there about the uh, state of schools hurling in Tipperary and how well it's been going while the hearty cup draws were made earlier this afternoon and uh, Nina CBS were one of the lucky teams to have received a bye into the quarterfinals so they go in there and join Middleton CBS Thurla CBS and Art School Reach into the quarterfinals Nina CBS were in a a draw with uh, Cashel Community School and John the Baptist Community School and Hospital and whoever come out of the draw uh, went straight into the quarterfinals. So the look went Nina's way there. So Cashel Community School will play Charleville CBS and Our Ladies Templemore will take on John the Baptist Community School Hospital in the uh, quarterfinals. St. Flannan's Ennis against Castle Troy College and St. Coleman's Fermoy against CBC Cork are the other fixtures there in the preliminary quarterfinals which are going to be played on Wednesday, November 29th and then the quarterfinals will be played on January the 10th. So best of luck to all the Tipperary teams. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on that over the next couple of weeks and into the new year. But now it's time for our first ad break of this evening. We're going to be talking camogie after these. And you're very welcome back to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carlin, this Friday, the 17th of November 2023. Well, let's continue our look ahead to the weekend sport and we focus on camogie now. Drum and Inch, the Tipperary five in a row winning 
uh, senior camogie champions take on De La Salle on Sunday. Uh, this is at 1.30pm in the Drummond Inch GA grounds. This is the Munster senior camogie semi-final. The sides met last year, went to extra time. Drummond Inch came away with the win there and went on to win the Munster Championship. So uh, let's hope they can do something similar this Sunday. To talk about this game, I'm joined on the line by Tipperary camogie Piero and Drummond Inch native Geraldine Canan. Geraldine, you're welcome back to the show. Thanks, Paul. So, Geraldine, here we are again, I suppose, with uh, Drummond Inch. It's uh, five in a row in the bag in terms of county senior titles, but now they're back in Munster to the reigning Munster champions and uh, they're taking on De La Salle, who they beat after extra time last year. So this is uh, far from a simple first uh, game out in a provincial championship. No, it's going to be a massive test. And um, I suppose I'd be a bit wa- very wary of De La Salle. Surely, you know, last year they were after winning uh, their first senior county final, beating Galtiero, who suppose dominated for years in Warford. And it was a massive occasion. I always find, you know, maybe when clubs have won their first one, maybe the, the focus isn't really fully on Munster. So, you know, a quick turnaround. And, but this year, it's, you know, it's different. You know, definitely... Uh, when you're winning your second or your third, you really want to try and add a monster title to it, and you know, prove, you, you kind of maybe feel you've something to prove to all the other clubs in the county that you're you're good enough to go on and represent the county. And I I think that it's going to be really up for this game. Um, you know, uh, the Camogie County final tip was streamed this year, but we still saw John Milan make the trip up to to to, to the County Camogie grounds to watch Drum uh, and Clonaut. You know, that's how much I suppose preparation they're putting into this final. Uh, or to this game, so yeah, you know, and obviously then they have the likes of Beck Arton, Brianna O'Regan, Keely Corbett, um, Abby Flynn, you know, Waterford players, you know, especially when a, when a county go well, you know, it usually reflects in, in the club scene then, and you know, Waterford have had a brilliant year, uh, I know it didn't go well from in the final, but they have had a brilliant year, the best every year probably for Waterford Camogie, and you know, t- there's a couple of players on that Dallas Isle team really are the backbone of that Waterford team, and you know, obviously, Beck Carton's after winning Player of the Year, and and rightly so. So, it's a star-studded De La Salle team. But uh, I do think Tip have or Drum have the advantage of being at home. I think that's a big thing. Um, you know, when it comes to these monster games, I think that's a big advantage. And I do think you know Drum are probably in a better position than they were this time last year. So, uh, but it's still going to be an epic battle. I feel. Yeah, no, there's there's so much even to to break down there. I, I was wondering was John Milan still involved, but he's obviously very much so if he travelled up for the the county final. So that would probably an insight into how seriously Dallas Sadler are taking it this year. And I suppose as you, as you mentioned, like after winning the first uh, county title down in Waterford last year, I now it's now they're at a different level even in their own eyes and even on a national scale. You mentioned there, Bet Carton won the the um, Player of the Year, so she's. She's their main threat, and I'd, I'd imagine the the Drummond Inch backroom team are going to have some sort of plan to try and um, you know quell her influence as much as they can. But how do you kind of see that matchup going? Who who is likely to be put on Bet Carton, or what way do you see that playing out? Yeah, it's an interesting one, you know. And I suppose Bet Carton reminds me a bit of Cotterman for Clonty. I mean, if she's in near the goals, she's a huge threat. Um, you know, she has a great eye for a goal, a great eye for a score, but. I suppose the key thing is the ball has to come into her. And, you know, De La Salle, and just like Warford, a lot of the time they play her further out the field and deeper. And I think if that's the case, you know, even she can still uh, call the shots out there, can still, you know, get scores, long-range scores and get on a lot of ball. But um, I think, you know, I think she, obviously she's a le- less of a threat from scoring if she's further out the field. But uh, I'd imagine someone maybe like Marie Everson could pick her up. Um, you know, she could start centre-forward and Marie will be centre-back and will pick straight pick her up but even if she's out around midfield or, or goes into the full forward line um, I think Mairead is a great 
man marker and likely pick her up. But then you had like Neve Trassy, uh, you know, picked up Karen Kendi in, in the county semi final, and I suppose Karen would probably be a similar to to uh, to Beck Carton, you know, in terms of stamina and fitness and power and you know getting on a lot of balls. So you know, Neve Trassy did a good job that day on Karen as well. You know, Ethan McGrath as well, another inter county player, all star nominee. You know, I'm sure she'd she'd happily take up the the task too. So I I think it'd be between those three players. Probably if if Beth starts centre forward, you know, she'd automatically go on Mary Davison, and, and that would probably be that. But uh, she could go out to midfield as well, and whether Eva will pick her up or Mary will follow her, uh, or Neve Tracy come out to midfield, it'd be interesting to see. But definitely, you know, Tip or Drum will have to have a plan for Beth Carton, and you know, and, and you know, she's not their only player either. You know, I think. I mean, in, in, in previous games, in the county final, county semi-final, Drum got in for goals and it made a big difference. But uh, it has to be a serious goal to beat Brianna O'Regan. She's the war for goalie. She's an all-star nominee. And, you know, she's very good between the between the posts. So, you know, it's going to take a serious goal to to beat her if, if Drum are to get goals, which they have been kind of relying on this year. Um, Abby Flynn is another dangerous forward for them. They have a couple of minors as well. Waterford are a very good minor team this year as well. got to the all-iron final. Um, there's a Maggie as a ghost of her, that's her surname plays with De La Salle as well a very good minor player so look Drum are going to really have to be on the ball uh, on Sunday Yeah and like I don't think Drum need reminding of course that last year when they played it went to extra time and um, 3-14 to 18 points Drum won it for a finish if you can remember back to that game what way did that play out um, down, that was down in Waterford last year yeah, I thought Drum did did quite a good job actually on Beck Carton. I didn't think she like that. I thought she was kind of out further, deeper out around the middle of the field. And you know, Drum were quite quite strong around that that area of the field, the half back line, ha- uh, midfield, very strong. Um, so she didn't have that same influence. But I think Beck Carton has improved since then as well. Um, but I think Drum really needed their bench again to 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 come on and do the job. You know, it was very close right up to extra time, and then we kind of pulled away in extra time. And I thought we really dominated extra time. Like Michelle Wood left Joanne Ryan left was players that we kind of come back to over and over again coming on and kind of seeing out the job and I suppose that's something that Drum have really is a strong panel and uh, is the players to bring on off the bench and you know even in the county final when some probably of our are, are, you know our big names even like Eamon McGrath was well marked in the county final Eamon McGrath probably had her quieter of her games but other players stood up I really thought Caroline Shannon Eve Long Katie O'Dwyer had great county finals and I suppose that's the thing that's the positive thing Drum have going into this game I suppose they're probably you know they're not relying on one or two players um, you know we have a great spread 15 players and, and a panel as well to come on and I suppose the experience as well you know it's their fifth county final in a row it's fifth Munster campaign so they know what to expect um, you know and they're great character and they're able to dig deep and you know I think being at home as well like I said is going to be a big advantage so you know lots of positives to, to look forward to on Sunday yeah, and uh, reading the the Nina Gardner, I believe um, Matthew McGrath, the manager of Drum, spoke to Thomas Conway, and he mentioned that the the resilience um, that the team has had to kind of dig deep late on in games, and that's uh, definitely a, an advantage coming into a, a county or a provincial championship campaign outside the county. But um, you mentioned earlier that you feel Drum are kind of different this year. Um, what, what have you seen from them this year that maybe are they in a better place than they were last year coming into a Munster campaign, or, or what kind of a what's the state of of the Drum? senior team at the minute yeah I just think I suppose I think a few positional switches has worked for them this year uh, I think Anne Everton has gone back into the backs and I think suits her play uh, she's very strong there in the half back line Neve Long has gone from midfield back to wing back and I thought she was super there in the county final and the county semi-final she seems um, you know more comfortable there wing back and then 
Aoife McGrath gone out to midfield and she's really relished that and she's partnered up with, with Caroline Shanahan there and I think they've formed a really good midfield partnership. So just kind of switches like that I think have worked well. Uh, Eamon McGrath is playing more close to the goal inside forward, full forward there, a real lethal, real dangerous, real eye for goal. Um, so I just think they're probably maybe balanced, a bit better balanced team, um, like positions. Uh, position and things like that are a bit stronger so I just think you know and even Maria Connolly is back corner back there she was out injured last year Mary Burke at centre forward um, you know it's more or less the same players a lot of the same 15 but I think we're positioned a bit stronger just you know everyone seems to have developed and improved again in in, in the 12 months and even though you know they've had some serious scares in, in the county final and the county semi-final they've dug deep and found a way to win and you know, the I think the defences unit has been brilliant. They didn't concede a goal in either the final or the semi final, which is which is some going and you know, a lot of that is down to the full back line and you know, and the keeper and you know, the whole defensive unit uh, I think has been very impressive this year. Mm. Yeah, and just finally you mentioned at the very start that you're you're wary going into this game with uh with De La Salle. Um are you are you confident? Are you are you hopeful? How do you think this is gonna gonna play out come Sunday? Yeah, I suppose I think maybe the four week break is a long break and, and uh you kinda of <laughs> maybe it's too much time to think about it and get a bit nervous. That's for the likes of me. Uh, that's why I don't play anymore. I won't be able for it. But uh you know, I think as a team, you know, they're focused, they're down on the pitch, they're training, they're tuned in, they played their challenge matches. I know they were down in UL playing a challenge match there lately. So look there the players and the management from all accounts are hundred percent focused and, and ready for this and you know, I think they'll they'll be confident, you know, if they have to have they have to be confident, they have to have that belief that they can beat the LSR, you know, because you know, they want to retain their Munster champions, they they want to retain that uh, so look I I know as a group they're confident that it's going to be a massive game, but you know, that they have within themselves they have the ability uh, to win it and you know, I'd certainly be backing them as well. Yeah, and hopefully we have a monster final to look forward to because that would be a, a short turnaround. It would be the week after. So, um, Geraldine, thanks for joining us on Across the Line. And as I said, hopefully we have a monster final to look forward to in a week's time. Thanks, Paul. Geraldine Canan there looking ahead to Drummond Inch against Ellis Salles Sunday at half past one in Drummond Inch GA grounds. Now it's time for our second ad break. We're going to be talking rugby and greyhound racing after these. And you're very welcome back to the third and final part of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 17th of November, 2023. Now we're going to switch our attention to rugby and Nina Ormond, Cashel and Clamel are all in AIL action this Saturday. And uh, to look ahead to that, I'm joined on the line by Director of Rugby at Nina Ormond, John Long. John, you're welcome back to the show. Thanks, Paul. John, uh, I suppose firstly, congratulations are in order for the for the club um, named the Munster uh, Senior Club of the Year just last night there by the by uh, Munster Rugby. So um, between that and the brilliant start to the AIL, five wins from five, it's a uh, it's a good time to be around the club, I'm sure. Yeah, there's huge huge buzz out there at the moment. Um, the announcement this week from Munster was a massive honour, and and it really um, it really you know capped a, capped as you say a great start to the AIL. Yeah, and like just reflecting back, even on last year, um, I suppose that the, I think it's a kind of a nice big plaque that you're going to get or something from from Munster Rugby. It would be nice to have that in the clubhouse to always kind of reflect on what was a very positive uh, 2022 23 season. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I suppose the season, the summer beforehand, we had we had lost our our, our club president and club man Keith Hayes, and uh, last year's president Teresa Hassey dedicated the season to him. Um, the whole season was was a very special season, getting to the final of the the, the senior cup and having such a 
historic battle with with um, your monster in Tolman Park, you know, and the support that came out from Nina to to watch it and just the support in this Atoni every week for the IL, you know, it 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 just created a, a, a huge season in the club and thankfully it went well in the pitch um, to make it such a memorable year. And yeah, yeah, to get this award for Munster, just it really, really does. It uh, brings it home, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's great, and there is a very much a buzz around Nina about the team even this year because, as I said, you've started the year uh, on fire, five wins from five so far. Um, you're up against Banbridge uh, tomorrow at half past two inside in uh, New Ormond Park, but it's just been a, a incredible start to the season for for the side, and I'm sure there's a, a lot of momentum built up over the last kind of a uh, month and a half. Huge, yeah, I suppose like. Speaking of last season again, when the guys finished up, we lost the the semi final playoff to Blackrock. There was very little break in between. You know, the lads that just there's such strong commitment and 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 desire there. They just straight back into gym training and keeping fit, and they all hit the ground running for preseason in July. And it was like we never stopped really. You know, they just um, they just started where they left off last season really, and and. It's a huge, huge credit to them and 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 the work they put in. You know, we only have them two nights a week for training for two hours or whatever it is. But it's it's the work they do outside of that, the the, the commitment they put in, the sacrifices they make. It's it's phenomenal, and I suppose it's just it's a reflection of the coaching team around them, the committee around them, the clubs, the club atmosphere around them. You know, they just they just want it, and they really want it to 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 you know leave it all in the pitch every Saturday. Yeah, no, and it's uh, it's proven to be the case so far. Um, as I said, five wins from five last weekend. You're up in uh, Ballymena, um, in a game that, by all accounts, was probably hard to even see if you're on the sidelines. The fog looked so bad, uh, but a great result up there. I think it was a twenty-three-seven for a finish. So a, a great win on the road last weekend. Huge win, yeah. It's 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 not an easy place going up. It's a long, long slog for players and everybody involved. You know, you're 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 working your Friday around it to prepare yourself and a long drive up and um you know you're just i suppose out of your comfort zone um but to get a win and, and such a good win up there and yeah the weather was jesus we were we were in fear for the hour before the game was it going to go ahead it was so bad you know but um it went ahead thankfully and and we came out the right side yeah and uh, looking at some of the some of the pictures the club had up after the game did you come away with a couple of injuries i thought i saw kevin o'flaherty in, in a sling is he kind of going to be missing for a while or, or what's his story Kevin got a bad bang in the shoulder, and our hope is just um, kind of sense of bruising. But um, he's he's out for tomorrow, all right. But um, Kevin's a good guy; he rehab it well, and hopefully won't be out too long. Yeah, and uh, just in general, he he had a number, a couple of new players in this year. Um, how have those new lads kind of blended in with the with the overall panel? Very well. Yeah, um, we just, we brought we recruited three new uh, players to the squad. Um, just looking to bulk up certain positions and and create a bit of depth, but um yeah they've they've all bought in straight away and and um, they're really enjoying their time there and and fitted in really well. Yeah no and it's all it's all heading in the right direction. Tomorrow as I said half past two uh, you're going up against uh, Banbridge. Um have you seen much of this side? Do you know do you know what to expect here coming coming against you and Nina tomorrow? Yeah look it's like every game I guess we go out and play our own game and try and set the pace from the off you know. Um, we'll 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 just take it as it comes at half two. Yeah, and um, after that, then you've a week week off. So it's uh, what way do you kind of work around these weeks off? Because I'd imagine they're very important when you're playing 
two, three games in a row that these rest weeks coming up are, are important to just maybe reset everyone. Absolutely, yeah, they're 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 uh, they're crucial, and uh, we have a excellent strength and conditioning coach on board, Colin Skeen, who tailors training around every match and as well as that around every break week. You know, be it nutrition or recovery, he's he's onto the lads, and they all follow his lead. Um, you know, so it is. There's a lot of planning goes on, and thankfully, all the guys uh, buy into it and they do follow to the letter. Yeah, no, and it's uh, proven to be successful so far. Five wins from five, uh, hoping to make it six uh, this weekend. John Long, very best luck to you tomorrow, and uh, we'll catch up in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Paul. And that was John Long there from the director of rugby at Nina Ormond looking ahead to their game against Banbridge here in Nina at half past two tomorrow. At Cashel are also in action, of course, tomorrow. They're away to Barnhall, also at half past two. And in Division 2C, uh, Clonmel are on the road again. They're up in Mayo taking on Ballina also at half past two. So the best of luck to all of those. And also a special congratulations and well done to Bancha's Kate Flannery. She was, of course, named the Women's Breakthrough Player of the Year at the Munster Rugby Awards. So fantastic season she's had both at provincial and international level, of course, in the Ireland Under-20 women's squad and the uh, national uh, talent squad as well with the uh, women's team there in Ireland. So uh, bright days ahead for Kate Flannery, of course, a younger sister of uh, Jake Flannery, who plays with Ulster at the minute he's actually tagging out this evening uh, playing at number 10 for uh, Ulster in their URC match so a good week for the Flannery family and we wish them all the very best of luck but now this time of a Friday evening it is time to talk dogs with Barry Drake Tip FM's Greyhound update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep it's another big weekend of Greyhound Racing. All eyes, of course, will turn to the uh, feature racing this weekend. That, of course, will be the willwego.com Irish St. Ledger 2 semi-finals. 30,000 euros to the winner. And uh, we'll get to that shortly, but we're going to start with the local action down in Clanmel tonight, where they get underway there at 7.30. Some good action to look forward to. And uh, we're going to preview race number four on the card now. Battle Annie was a winner on debut for uh, Joe Anglem and uh, looked a smart sort on that occasion. Uh, the April puppy showed plenty of speed uh, when delivering a fine winning debut performance, 29-21 on the clock. And um, that exciting young tracker, uh, a daughter of good news, is set to make it back-to-back winning performances uh, tonight and, as I said, should prove tough to beat. Switching our attentions to Turles on Saturday night, their usual Saturday night programme down for decision, all getting underway there at 7.35. Race number nine is an A3 contest over 570 yards and Happy Days Sid is a leading player here for William O'Connor in Turles. Four-time winner, uh, showed plenty of promise in defeat last time and back down in class. Um, I think Happy Days Sid should take plenty of stopping. Switching on to Clonmel on Sunday night, once again a 7.30 start here uh, with uh, some good action um, to look forward to. We're going to look ahead to race number six and Nguyen Bambi is owned by Kevin O'Brien in Clannacilty, trained by, in Golden uh, by Graham Holland. The daughter of Droopy Sydney was a winner on debut around Curraheen Park in 28.93. Uh, dropping back in trip here uh, tonight looks certain go very well. Also keep an eye on Pepe Le Pew uh, for Arthur Morrissey in Golden. This Greyhound is top class form in the book and uh, with one of its good starts should take plenty of catching. They're the two to concentrate on that. Slight preference however is far new in Babby. 
Uh, back to the feature racing this weekend, as I said at the uh, top of the um, preview, it's the Will We Go dot com uh, Irish Saint Ledger uh, two cracking semi-finals uh, 30,000 euros as I said to the winner of the competition uh, golden base champion trainer Graham Holland holds a strong hand and he can uh, get the ball rolling by taking the opening uh, semi-final with a Swords Rex who's been the star of the competition another sizzling performance last time when winning in 29.35 of course one of the quickest greyhounds in the world of greyhound racing Swords Rex a confident selection there uh, in the opening semi-final Graham Holland is another leading player in the shape of Clon Bryan Treaty who will be fancy to go well and also of course uh, Kappa White trainer Pat Buckley is doubly represented but the best of his two uh, could be the defending champion Bob Slade Dream um, who showed plenty of speed and pace when winning last night or last time I should say and that really is um, a cracking semi-final and uh, very much looking forward to that. The um, second semi-final, of course, um, is another mouth-watering uh, clash uh, with a couple of top-class trackers uh, in action. Uh, Sober Glory, of course, one of the leading fancies for the competition prior uh, to the action getting underway, is certainly going to prove popular in the second semi-final uh, for trainer Carl Ramsbottom. Tipperary trainer Patrick Gilfoyle is represented with Music Glideaway in trap number six. That should go well, as should Mr. Chelm, of course, who's trained down in Moonkine by Peter Cronin. Uh, this uh, pacey performer has been in top form uh, in recent uh, weeks and looks set for another big run. So as I said, all eyes will uh, be on uh, Limerick there on Saturday night and we'll be looking ahead to the big final uh, next Friday. Also some good action at uh, Shelburne Park with the uh, 2023 IGOBF National Puppy uh, competition getting underway. That looks certain to produce um, some top class racing over the course of the next couple of weeks. Always is a brilliant competition so we've lots of exciting young trackers uh, involved in that and as I said we'll have more on that next week. Just in terms of Shelburne Park, once again on Saturday night I thought Deadly Jet would go well in race number 10, trained by Carl Ramsbottom for Gary Hennon. That looks well drawn in trap number one and that uh, is on for a big run. So coming up to that uh, time of the year again, of course, uh, all the tracks nationwide will be uh, busy with the uh, Christmas parties, of course. Always a, a big hit uh, in the various tracks all over the country. Nearly 3,000 students attended a uh, big student race night at Shelburne Park uh, last night. Great to see. Um, some of the images and videos on uh, social media it really was a fantastic night and finally don't forget of course uh, once again of course the Irish Greyhound Review Annual uh, is out in the shops now where it looks back and all the, the big events over the uh, calendar year so that always is uh, a fantastic uh, read so that's it in terms of Greyhound Racing this weekend uh, we'll be back next week looking ahead to the final of the 30,000 euros to the winner willwego.com Irish St. Ledger final at Limerick. And my many thanks to Barry Direct there giving us a comprehensive rundown of all things Greyhound Racing both locally and uh, on a national level too as he does every Friday evening. Now that's just about all we got time for for this week's show. If you want to listen back to the show of course it will be on the Tip FM website social media channels on the Tip FM SoundCloud uh, just around uh, quarter past seven or so. And uh, yeah we were of course talking about the match this weekend Kiladangan against Clan Lara. That is live here on Sunday at 1.30pm 
uh, myself, uh, sorry, two o'clock on Sunday, I should say, myself and Ken Hogan bring you live commentary of that one with thanks to Irish Computers in Nina. So until then, have a good weekend. I'll be back on air on Sunday. Thanks for listening to Across the Line. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now.